Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to the FYI podcast. We talk about faith, life, adulting, relationships, and so much more when it comes to you and your journey and your faith walk or discovering a faith walk if you're tuning in as well. My name is Micah Keneally. I'm Josiah Keneally. We're your hosts of the FYI podcasts. Man, thank you for subscribing, for leaving us ratings and reviews, Mm -hmm. as well as for sharing this with friends that you know will benefit from this message today. Today's topic is going to be about personal finances, and more specifically, Nate has a great question. Here it is. Uh, My name is Nate. Uh, I just want to know, how do you invest responsibly? One more time, Nate's question was, how do I begin to invest responsibly? Yes. And what a great question and a great time of life, more or less, to be asking that question because- We don't want to have that question by the time we're 40, 50, 60, 64 and a half thinking about retirement when we didn't plan for any form of investment or any form of future, or maybe you are married and your spouse takes care of it. Maybe you are single and you have no idea what we're talking about when we lean into some things today. But the first thing we're going to take a look at, if you've ever heard of Dave Ramsey, the Dave Ramsey team, they're intense, but they have a lot of wealth because they've stuck to the principles and he has been tooting the same horn, blowing the same whistle when it comes to finances. For 30 years. Yes. And we just admire the fact that he has stayed in his lane. He's invited other people in the lane to understand understand and discover. So we want to do that same thing for you. And we're just going to uncover the top seven things that he leans into first and foremost when it comes to finances. Should I break those down for us? I think that's a great place to start. He calls them the baby steps. And then we'll dive into a deep dive into investing responsibly. How's that? Okay. Yes. So here are the baby steps. And they may sound big to you right away, but just hear us out, right? Hear Dave out as well. Um, First step is this, save $1,000 in a beginner emergency fund. And that can look like you need new tires. You need to go to the dentist. You need to get a pair of glasses. You need, you know, whatever, just $1,000 for something that you were not planning um, to happen, pop up on your calendar, invade your day, whatever it is. And spring break trip, doesn't count as uh, emergency, call. right? So Good vacation, call. you know, like you can budget and you can save for that, but that's not your emergency fund. That's a good point. Um, step number two is pay off all debt. And one debt that we considered actually an investment when it comes to this is your home, your mortgage, something that you are paying money towards that you will own someday. That's good. In addition to some might say debt that you can take on that's wise debt or can be wise, depending on how you view it, can be your education. So don't go to school unless you know what you're doing or you can pay it off well along the way, right? Yep. Step number three is save three to six months of expenses for emergencies. COVID was a great prime example of, well, my word, I can only make it month to month. Three to six month cushion of time will help any and all families. So step one was a small emergency fund for one emergency, mm-hmm. but then a fully funded emergency fund is step three. And that's like, hey, you change jobs, mm-hmm. things like that. So maybe step three is three to six months of living expenses in that emergency fund. That's right. Step number four is invest 15% of your income for retirement. Ooh, that's good. And we'll come back to this one baby step four, but we'll still click through five, six, and seven. All right. So here's number five, save for college for your children. Even if you don't have them yet, and if you don't think you'll have them, start thinking forward thinking. 
Um, step number six is pay off that house. So if you're a homeowner and you're tuning in, that should be a great goal of yours. Um, if you do sign the 30-year mortgage, try to pay it off in 15 or 20. Get those years off there. Freedom, right? And step number seven is build wealth and give. There's nothing more fun than to be able to bless somebody that wasn't expecting it and having the means to do it. So those are the first seven steps. Oh, wow. Wow to challenge you and to challenge us each and every day. Yeah. And our, if we had any disclaimer legally, here's what it is. We're not financial advisors. Right. So we're not <laughs> claiming to tell you, oh, buy this fund or buy that index fund, or here's how you, you know, make it work. What we're going to mm-hmm. do is have a big theology of a uh, high view of God and his word and look at what he has to say. We're pastors at heart. We're going to help you come alongside, but going to, because the Bible talks about investing. Mm -hmm. So we're going to get practical as well. And if your next step, it actually might be finding a financial advisor that you trust Mm -hmm. somebody that you can have more specific questions case by case on an individual basis, because everyone comes from a different family of upbringing, as well as everyone's story and season of life is a little bit different, but I'll never forget this. I was 21 years old. I had just graduated from North Central University. And my dream job was to become a young adult pastor. Not a lot of churches across the country even had an opening. There's 384,000 churches in Mm -hmm. America. I didn't know of very many that were hiring for a young adult pastor, part-time, full-time, et cetera. And I got a call on graduation day. I'm pulling up to the young adult ministry. I started at the church I was interning, pulling up to the house that we met at Thursday night. And I get a call. And this pastor wanted to hire me out of state and he, and I didn't end up going there, but what stuck with me forever was what he said on the phone. Hmm. He said, Josiah at our church, we love people and we use money and not the other way around. Wow. That's good. I'll say it one more time. Like we, and I've adopted this as something Mike and I believe, right. And we want you to live this way too, is we love people. We use money as a tool not the other way around. How many stories do you know, if you're honest, of people who felt used, right? They didn't feel loved or people who love money and use people. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think that that's just really important. And then we want to unpack just really what scripture says about money and land on investments. Jesus teaches, by the way, more on money than any other topic, including heaven, including hell. Mm -hmm. He says things like where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. You can't serve both God and money. So we want to love God. We want to love people. We want to use money as stewards, as a tool. We don't want to have closed fists. I always think of that monkey who can't get his hand out of the jar. (laughs) If you just let go, we have open hands. We came into this world naked will leave naked. We can't take anything with us. You've never seen a hearse taking somebody to their funeral or to be buried, pulling a U-Haul, right? So what we want to do is think eternally, think about things that can outlast us with legacy. I love Proverbs too, talks quite a bit about examples of, look at the ants, Consider their ways and be wise. And I look at anthills that I don't want in my yard, but are there. (laughs) And they're storing up. They have no leader, but they're storing up for the winter. And they've got a supply of food. They've got that emergency fund that kind of lasts them three to six months of winter. Mm -hmm. And we consider those ways. The wise 
store up for the future. The borrower is slave to the lender. These are teachings of Proverbs and in the New Testament, book of James, also the gospels. Um, the love of money is the root of all evil. So it's not money itself. Right. It's our motive, our greed, our pride, our contentment or lack thereof. So it's okay to have money. We don't want to love it. We want to use mm -hmm. it, not love it. And the last thing that I think is really good is good and faithful stewards are commended by Jesus. Mm. And believe it or not, people who do not steward their money wisely are rebuked. That mm -hmm. might sound harsh. That might sound stern, right. but this is what's at stake with finances. And, um, babe, do you want to just talk a little bit about our relationship with money? Like, are you a spender? Are you a saver and vice versa for me? Oh yeah. Well, I think it's always good to be mindful if you're a single listening of who you are and what you need to discipline yourself in. I would say more or less that I'm the spender. I mean, I can save for a trip. I can save for fun things. I need to have something to look forward to when it comes to that money. I'm not dreaming about the day of retirement of 65. Like, I can't wait till I'm 65. Like th that's never been like my motto or like what I live by or like look forward to. Mm -hmm. It's more like, hey, where are we going to go on a family vacation? How do we save money? What can we cut out of our weekly routine? So I would say I'm definitely more of the spender when it comes to that not on all things but some things i'm not this crazy shopper by any means um but i would say josiah you are definitely the saver mm -hmm. definitely the saver mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> and so that's the dynamic opposites tend to attract and neither is right or wrong by the way as long as we're stewarding finances to um glorify god and the to be a resource for his kingdom not our own it's okay to spend. It's okay to save. In fact, I love this thought that we give mm -hmm. things like tithe and generosity, things like kingdom builders, things like above and beyond giving. We give first, then we save, and that gets into investments. Mm -hmm. And then we live on the rest. Mm -hmm. And so we want to spend less than we make. And so mm -hmm. now we're talking to the college student who wants to explore investing. Right. Maybe you've heard about Acorns or Robinhood or your friend sent you a referral code and you're like, what should I do this? <laughs> Again, financial advisor is good, but we recently interviewed Peter Greer on our other podcast and he was talking about micro lending. Mm -hmm. Where I go with this is like across the globe, a US dollar is a lot. Like a majority of people around the world eat and live on less than like a dollar a day. Right. So we're wealthy. We are doing better than we deserve. And what he said is, say they're in Africa and they're looking for a micro loan to like start a farm or to buy some goats. What they first do before they give them $250, which is the average amount of a micro loan. Which is a small loan. Small loan. Micro small. Yep. Before they do that, they start saving and they'll start with five cents a week or 25 cents a week. And you might be like, I have more of a mat in my piggy bank from being two years old, but it's discipline, right? It's the good behavior. It's learning to be a steward and learning mm -hmm. to save. So you might start small and mm -hmm. think long. Like you, you might start with five bucks a week. You right. might start with a hundred dollars a month. That's a great thing. And one of the things that we've done since we were married, we had a goal of buying a house. Right. And our goal was actually to put 20% down so we didn't have to pay PMI. 
So our goal, what was it? We wanted to save 20% down for our first home. Right. We were able to do it. Took us two and a half, three years to save. And how we did it Mm -hmm. is we picked, I think it was a thousand dollars a month. Mm -hmm. We weren't making a ton. So for us, that was a ton of money, but we were saving every month to um, have an act of automatic withdrawal out of our joint checking account. Right. Because it's not Josiah's money, Micah's money. It's our money. It's God's money. Right. And we would have this money transferred to a different bank, almost like paying a mortgage or paying rent or paying your car payment or paying for gas. We didn't think about it. We didn't miss it because it came out every month. It was on our budget. Right. And we were able to do that. And I think that if you want to save for retirement, just have some money taken out of your checking or your savings and put into a different bank. And that's what financial advisors will tell you, like Mm -hmm. start small, think long. Yeah. And just for encouraging the person who is uh, a college student and you feel you have no time to give, you don't have a job, but you're going to invest in the four years, the two-year school that you're in, and you're going to live with mom and dad for free. I would even encourage you and challenge you to start learning how to manage your own money and stop allowing your parents to manage your money for you. If that's something that you can lean into and do, if you get a 10, if you work at a, as a barista for 10 to 20 hours a week, take that money and do something with it to and towards your future that your future self is going to thank you for currently. So I always encourage you to do that because when it comes to retirement, it comes to savings, it comes to just like those matching funds. I mean, Starbucks and I just found out what was the other place today? Chipotle, Chipotle, Chick-fil-A. So even the fast food industry, quote unquote, is trying to help and assist college students to go to college to get them the hours that they need. Retirement matching. All those different things. So even if you feel like I don't have anywhere to work there are many and plenty of places to work Seriously. it's just a matter of humbling ourselves to learn how to serve others um, like jesus as asking us to serve you know so i think sometimes we can overlook or demand something that's not yet ours or we have not yet earned um that position or that pay raise or whatever that is so i just want to encourage you you have money to put away you just have to work for the money to be put away, right? Exactly. And I would say this, like, how do I start investing? We kind of talked about that. Mm -hmm. Pick a number that fits your budget. Right. We've talked about budgeting in a previous episode. You could slide up and and find more about that. But when it comes to the responsibly part, Mm -hmm. if you're going to start investing, only invest in things you understand. Yes. Here's what I mean. A lot of people will look at TikTok right now for financial advice. I would just be a little bit hesitant to get my financial advice on TikTok mm-hmm. or same with like Instagram reels, even YouTube. Even There's, us. <laughs> right. This is why we're saying find a financial advisor. But I'm telling you, if you want to invest responsibly, mm-hmm. responsibility is kind of this idea in in the financial services industry, they call it fiduciary responsibility. Mm -hmm. It's knowing your limits. It's knowing your risk levels. It's knowing, it's knowing where your money's going. And so Mm -hmm. only invest in things you understand. I would say some great things to research. Some, some must know terms would be an IRA. That's an individual retirement account. If you work in the nonprofit sector, a retirement through your employer is called a 403B. Mm -hmm. Um, if it's through a business like a S corp, uh, LLC, different corporation, Mm -hmm. it would be a 401k. Mm -hmm. The nice thing about the word Roth IRA or Roth 401k, your money will grow tax-free. 
Right. So if your employer ever offers offers a Roth IRA, or I guess it'd be a Roth 401k, a Roth 403b, um, or if you start your own outside of employers, like mm -hmm. there's a traditional IRA, individual retirement account, or there's a Roth, the benefit of the Roth is that when you go to retire someday, that money is grown, right? dividends, um, your investments each year, also the interest and mm -hmm. all, the, all the growth, right? Year over year but you don't have to pay taxes on that growth with a Roth account. Right. So I think that's a safe thing to tell you to research, to do your own due diligence. Yes. But to learn those terms like Roth IRA, find out what a mutual fund is mm -hmm. instead of a single stock of like one company, say Best Buy, mm -hmm. Target, Home Depot. It's mm -hmm. riskier to put your stock, even in Tesla, even in Apple, Mm -hmm. It's a riskier move to put all your eggs in one basket, so right. to speak. And the best way I've heard a mutual fund is kind of like a grouping, almost like a salad assortment or a charcuterie board mm -hmm. of different. Dispersed. Yeah, different. a different like, yeah. oh, we've got our hams, we've got our eggs, we've got our cheeses, we've got our meats, we've got our kale, we've got our spinach, we've got our <laughs> iceberg lettuce. And then when one company's down, the other company might be up and it, mm -hmm. it's called diversification, but mutual funds, growth stock, mutual funds, and things like retirement are great things to invest for. Yeah. Maybe. But, and also one thing I keep in mind is something very, very simple is when you get a salary or you're on a payroll somewhere, one question to always ask, do you have a matching fund? Meaning yes. if I take every paycheck and I ask for a certain percentage out, say it's a hundred dollars, mm -hmm. they may match that a hundred dollars and put it towards your future. So you have this secret account that you're not really seeing that hundred dollars taken out. You take a hundred out personally and they'll match that. Yep. And it may feel like a lot when you get your paycheck, you're like, whoa, hundred dollars makes a big difference. But guess what? $200 each paycheck or pay period or whatever payroll is going towards something. So each percentage is different of what they will match depending on your salary or your wage. So that's something to always ask for. That's money that you put towards your future that you don't touch now, mm -hmm. but you'll be grateful for later. So it's a small question. Sometimes people don't ask it. What do I claim with a W2, W4? Do I do this? Do I that? Do I pull it all out? Do I ask those questions to your employer? The HR, HR department yeah. will help you and they should know how to break those down. And if you're in a season where you can give a little more and they can match it, do it because uh, it's definitely worth it. And it adds up a lot faster than what you think, I would say. Yeah. And the hot words right now in 2022 quarter four, where we're recording this right now is mm -hmm. it's October. Um, inflation is really a buzzword because the cost of mm -hmm. eggs, gas, and cucumbers has all gone up. Um, the second is recession where two quarters in a row, there's been negative GDP mm -hmm. or it's been down. And so um, the third mm -hmm. hot thing is mortgage rates. Yep. Um, so a few years ago, mortgages might've been at like 3% interest for a fixed 30 year. I'm just giving a round ballpark. Yep. It's kind of doubled in the last two to three years, even year and a half of time at the time of recording this. And so when mortgage rates go up, home values go down. And so this mm -hmm. impacts not just one person, but the vast populace mm -hmm. in America, yep. I would say those are important things to know. And the Bible teaches us to beware of get rich quick schemes. Mm -hmm. A lot of people will tell you, buy this, buy that, do this now. And, and it feels like if you don't do it, you're going to miss out FOMO. 
Or people are like, oh my gosh, I'm pulling all of my investments out because of fear, uncertainty, doubt. Okay, settle down. God's seated on the throne. He can provide daily bread. So we're doing better than we think we are. We're, we're going to just be grateful. But examples of irresponsible get-rich-quick schemes is number one, anything you don't understand. Mm-hmm. Whether it's real estate, go to a seminar, hire a realtor, ask questions. Like Michael was saying, if you don't understand something, ask something. Even buying stocks through Robinhood or TD Ameritrade, anything. There's nothing wrong with those. But if you don't understand the company or the stocks or the mutual funds or the things you're investing in them, don't do it. Even a hot topic right now that interests me is like um, cryptocurrency, Web 3.0 and Mm -hmm. NFTs. If you don't know what those things are, don't invest in it. If you don't understand it, don't make investments thinking that you're going to get rich quick. Yeah. And I think something so simple when you are doing any of what Josiah just said, and many of it is at the tip fingertips, it's on our phone. We have access to it. Don't forget your passwords. Number one, two, understand your wallet of how things are dispersed, what account is where. So for example, like if you're doing cryptocurrencies, sometimes that you can't trade and equate them with different apps. And if they do, you need a certain amount of them. So it's like, you want to buy these ones to get those ones, but I really don't want any of them because I want to sell. I want to buy here. So, I mean, it gets very confusing and it can be very layered and you may have your money dispersed randomly and say, you unfortunately pass away. Who has access to those passwords? What happens to those? Those are questions that a financial advisor and someone in the world of this specialty who went to school for it, who's in it every single day, not just some kid mining in their mining cryptocurrencies in their dorm room, but people who are truly investors and have some type of financial advising background and education. So, I mean, it's a simple, small thing. And I think we saw this a couple of years ago when this guy lost his password and you only get so many password tries to reach, he had millions of dollars. I can't remember what the amount was. Yep. And everybody who was like following his story was on the edge of their seat, wondering if he doesn't get it. What happens? Where does it go? He loses it. Is it in cyberspace? So really weird concepts for some people where it's like, I don't get it. I don't understand it. It's not tangible. I'm not going to do it. But if it, if it piques your curiosity and your forward thinking or your futuristic thinking, this is a form of futuristic currency that we may see um, become the norm. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't, we're not here to predict that. But I would say have your passwords in a safe place where you're not going to forget them, where no one's going to have access to them. Know your wallets, know the people and the, you know, the passwords, yeah, the yeah. passwords and the conversations that you've had. So it's a simple, simple thing, but it could get lost somewhere in the process, right? The shuffle of all the things we've been taking care of. Yeah, and we never want to separate our faith from our finances. They're integrated Mm -hmm. as whole people, uh, as people where everything that we have is God's Mm -hmm. and it's not our own. And so I think that what's really important is this. If I can trust God with my salvation and my sanctification, how much more can I trust him with daily provision? Right. And he does ask us to be, I think of the, the parable of the talents. Mm-hmm. He gave one person, one talent, one person, two talents, one person, five talents, right. person with one buried and, and Jesus rebuked it in the mm-hmm. parable in the person with two doubled it mm-hmm. through work, through investing, 
and there was a good, and he got more. Right. And the person with five doubled it to 10 and he was entrusted with more. Jesus always talks about who can be trusted with little can be trusted with much. So we want to invest responsibly right. to prove ourselves trustworthy to the King Jesus. Right. And at the same time, more important than investing money is investing our eternity. Yep. And if you want to start that relationship, walking with the Prince of Peace, not just with financial peace, but with a life of peace. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some resources to help you start and strengthen your faith at fy-podcast.com. Send us your questions, maybe follow-ups. And we are so grateful to do life on this journey together with you. 